One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. It's my screen time too. Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms know that a trip with kids is definitely not a vacation. <laughs> I'm Deborah. And I'm Katie. And I have a nine and a half year old named Tony and twins named Libby and Nate who are six and a half. And they are so fun to go on vacation with, but it is not restful. (laughs) Oh, hon. Well, I have a four year old named Jay and an almost one year old named Kenny and I have to tell you, when your almost one-year-old is still not sleeping through the night, that is also not restful. So I feel you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bummer. <laughs> but you know what? On the whole, they're pretty adorable kids. And I'm sure you're on vacation. They've got to be doing some adorable stuff. Do you have any stories to share? Mine are super into fishing this year. We always spend a week at a resort with my my family. And... It's just your classic Minnesota beach, fishing boats, uh, stand-up paddle boards. So my kids are all into fishing, and it is so cute to watch them put the worms on the hooks and try and get the fish off the hooks. Mm -hmm. And it's just really adorable. And I don't fish. I don't like to touch fish. I don't like to touch worms. But I'll watch my kids fish forever. It's so sweet. Aww. Do they throw the fish back or do you keep them and eat them? Um, these are like sunfish caught off the dock, so they're not big enough for eating. And plus, Jeremy and I, don't. we're not going to clean a fish. <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> if that was the next step in like the kids' education. Like you learn to fish, you learn to put the worm on the fish, get the fish off the hook, then you learn to gut the fish and scale it and whatever people yeah, do with we're fish. Too, we're city slickers. <laughs> <laughs> That's way beyond our our uh, abilities. I so how it. about you? Have your kids done anything cute this week? Uh, well, Jay just had a birthday last weekend, but that is not what my story is about. So, Deborah, <laughs> there are two times in my day when I feel compelled to sing the song pump up the jams and do a little dance and have a little impromptu dance party whether or not my kids join me is fine and one of those times is at night when they put on their pajamas because Mm -hmm. we call them their jams obviously and the other time is when I'm pumping breast milk with the breast pump and you know, that's the pumping part. So I feel like both of those situations lend themselves to pump up the jams. The other morning, Jay comes out of his bedroom and I am getting started pumping some milk and I start singing pump up the jams and he looks at me and rolls his eyes. Wow. I think it's the first time, probably first of many, but I just, I couldn't take it. I just cracked up. And then he saw that I thought it was funny, so he wouldn't stop rolling his eyes. I was worried he was going to sprain something. But he saw something I was doing. He did not think it was cool. And he rolled his eyes. 
Wow, your first shade from your kid. He's all grown up. <laughs> Put it in the baby book. <laughs> That's a major milestone. <laughs> So this week, moving on to more serious topics, in our Screen Time in the News segment, we read a New York Times article from a couple weeks ago now, well, at least a week ago, called, Now Some Families Are Hiring Coaches to Help Them Raise Phone-Free Children by Nellie Bowles. I love stories like this because they're New York Times clickbait, right? They are also built to make me feel better about myself. Because no matter Mm -hmm. how wonky and just wild west my screen time policies are, at least I'm not hiring a professional to tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, the article quoted several parent coaches, which I was a profession that I didn't really know anything about. Mm -hmm. And I don't quite understand I actually went to one of these websites because I was like I could do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) I can tell your I can set screen time limits for your children oh but Deborah, you'd have to tell them to get a dog and you just couldn't do that with a straight face right but I don't quite understand like how a parent coach is different than like a family child therapist Mm. maybe because they come to you I don't know but it seemed to me like the folks working as parent coaches had similar qualifications to like a social worker or a therapist. Anyway, I feel like I could do this job. I think it is funny that people need it, but also I kind of feel for the parents who need to reach out to a parenting coach because they can't say no. It's kind of like that. Remember that nanny show? Yes. Mm -hmm. Lady would come in and kind of just give common sense advice Mm -hmm. I just think it's people need to be told what's right and there as we've discovered in this whole process there is no right when it comes to screen time right now like Mm -hmm. maybe we'll have better information 10 years from now but right now there is no one right way to do it and modern parents are panicking because they just need someone to tell them how to do it Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's scary, guys. We know. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. So later in the article, there was also something about a no phone pledge. It's sort of like a virginity pledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And parents are like pledging to wait until their child is in eighth grade before they give them a pho- their own phone. And that is something our parents never, ever had to deal with. Mm-mm. So there's just no model for us to follow. So I get I get why this industry exists. I hope I never get to the point where I feel like I need a coach to tell me to set a timer. Well, we read enough articles that I feel like we're well prepared to jump into the fray. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you have ideas in your mind as to when you would let your kids have phones? Does Tony have one? Oh, no, he doesn't have one. I don't really know of kids his age who have their own phone that they, like, take to school with them. He's going into fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we won't have to make that decision for several more years. Right. And I feel like there's kind of a backlash now 
in the last like two to three years against screen time for kids. And so I think people are less inclined to give their kids phones than they were Mm -hmm. just a little bit ago. So let's hope because he he loses everything. (laughs) (laughs) So there's like the screen time screen addiction part of it. But there's also like that's an expensive little device Mm -hmm. that he would have to really work hard to keep track of right so do we have any follow-up from our last episode did you check out any more online workout videos of the barbie variety yes yes i did because <laughs> i was totally inspired by your memories of this horrible barbie record that destroyed yeah. your self-image as a child that I just I was already on YouTube for the show so I just thought I would do some googling of Barbie workout videos (laughs) and there was one from it had to have been the early 90s and it was like kids working out behind the instructor you know like in your classic workout video set up and they were doing a dance workout and they were working out with Barbie so every once in a while it would cut to like an animated Barbie on like a pedestal doing the dance moves but it wasn't like a fluidly animated Barbie like in the animated Barbie cartoons okay it was a Barbie doll that so it had the joints and the range of motion of a Barbie doll and it was like still like creakily doing these dance moves it was really scary (laughs) gosh I hope you'll post a link to it oh yes I definitely will it was super weird um can I ask you a question sure have you ever thought about communal living not in a serious way no well your kids are older so they presumably play together a little bit but when my in-laws were here it was just so nice to have other kids to play with my kids Mm -hmm. in fact in a momentous occasion screen time related I watched a movie all the way through nice from the beginning to the end in the same night wow before your kids were asleep yeah and Jay was like entertained doing something else and Kenny was entertained doing something else That's amazing. What did you choose to watch? Well, the instant rom-com classic, Isn't It Romantic, starring Rebel Wilson. (laughs) Oh, was it good? It was pretty cute. I mean, it was a good movie to watch with half your brain. Sure, good. Yeah, (laughs) our local Minneapolis paper, the Star Tribune, has a home section, and they often publish articles about different living arrangements like Mm -hmm. people who buy like a really big house and have their like the grandparents move in who Mm -hmm. help with the child care or people who live in like an intentional community and so I've read about communal living I do not think that it is for me (laughs) but I can see the benefits for sure like we have friends who are going to be moving to Jacksonville within the year And they obviously don't have a house yet. And part of me is like, could we just make it work? Could they just come live in our house and we can be like one big happy pile of families? Remember the show Big Big Love? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't mean we should sleep with one another's husbands. 
No, but I did like the idea of having like three houses in a row and the kids having access to all the backyards mm-hmm. and all the, I don't want to be anybody's sister wife, <laughs> but it would be nice if I had like a next door neighbor that would look out the window and make sure the kids were all right. And I was watching the kids like we don't have that type of setup. And that would be, that would be nice. Right. I feel like it's common to bemoan the lack of community in modern parenting, but let's just add our voices to the fray. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a village, people, and nobody has a village anymore. And it's sad. Right. (laughs) So speaking of whole feature-length movies, one of our vacation activities was to take the whole crew to $5 Movie Tuesday at the local movie theater here, and we all saw Aladdin, Mm. the new Disney live-action one, and it was amazing. Did you know that Guy Ritchie directed it? No, that seems like an interesting choice. Yeah, I only know him from marrying Madonna and Black Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, that's the only one of his I know. I was surprised to see his name uh, flash across the screen, but it was it was great. And Will Smith was the genie, and it was a super fun, great for all ages movie. Wow! So, did it deal with and correct some of the racist issues from the original? I don't know about that. Yeah. What about Will Smith as the genie? Did you find yourself thinking of Robin Williams? He did such a good job of in the character of the genie, and he just has so much charisma, and it was a totally different deal. I didn't miss Robin Williams. I think that he played a appropriate amount of homage to Robin Williams' creation. Mm-hmm. But it still yeah. managed to be different. You didn't feel like it was just Will Smith doing a Robin Williams impression? No, I didn't feel that way at all. That's awesome. That gives me hope. I will probably see it when it's available to rent, but yeah, movie theaters. Uh, Should we move on to our topic for the day, which is decidedly not a full-length feature film? Let's talk about YouTube for summer. And one of our loyal listeners pointed out that we should (laughs) probably explain in every episode what we're doing. So here it is. Katie and I are taking the whole summer to find good content on YouTube Mm -hmm. because there's so much content. We know some of it has to be good. (laughs) Please, please let some of it be good. (laughs) We're wading through it and we're picking the best and letting you know what to watch and what not to watch. And we're trying to find content for all ages of kids. So This week, we watched Gecko's Garage, which is a YouTube channel that uploaded its first video just a year ago, and it falls under the umbrella of the Toddler Fun Learning family of videos, including Little Baby Bum. It has about 20,000 subscribers, and there are over 100 videos as of this week, starting on July 15th. Um, In 2001, British parents Derek and Candace Holder couldn't find videos they were happy for their kids to watch, so (laughs) instead of starting a podcast, they made their own videos, (laughs) (laughs) which is a very charming, we just stumbled into it story. Katie, you pointed out that the title of their company sounds like it was very specifically engineered by 
SEO robots. Doesn't and that, it? <laughs> toddler fun learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So did somebody recommend it to you? Is that how you found it, Katie? Yeah, one of our listeners got in touch with me through Facebook and after the Blippy episode, and he was emphatically agreeing with our hatred of Blippy, and he recommended this as a good alternative. So thank you, listener Jeremy. Yes, we love listener recommendations. (laughs) This is the way we start our YouTube reviews. We watched the first video ever uploaded. And this was a bus videos for children. We watched the most recent video titled The Robots Are Stuck. And I watched one additional video. And Katie watched two additional videos. <laughs> they were so short, we'll though. start by discussing the videos that we both watched. And then we'll move on to the ones that we watched independently. So number one, bus videos for children. This was like a 15-minute compilation of several shorter videos, and it started with the introduction of Bobby the Bus, who was having engine trouble, and this is an animated show. The backgrounds are fairly simplistic, and the vehicles all have that sort of soft, rounded look. And Mm -hmm. they are anthropomorphized, like they have eyes, and their front grill is their mouth, but they don't talk. So we're introduced to Bobby the Bus, who has engine trouble, and uh, he comes into Gecko's garage. Gecko is our main character. He's a green gecko. Again, the animation is really simplistic. He doesn't do a lot of moving around other than his mouth. Um, He holds tools with his tail. Bobby the bus comes into the garage to find out what's wrong. And the gecko points out his wheels, his sign, his wipers, his headlights, his horn, his doors, his engine, his rear lights. And listeners, you get a prize if you can tell what's coming next because they finish with a song, which is wheels on the bus. And they go through all of the parts of the bus that they just learned. By the way, it turns out that the only problem with Bobby the Bus was that he was out of gas. And (laughs) I wonder what Gecko's mechanic bill was like. (laughs) I know, right? Then later in the video, we meet Oscar, the old bus, who is small, rusty, and old. And Gecko takes it upon himself to turn Oscar into a summer tour bus. Oscar, of course, gets no say in this change of occupation. Um, because no one other than Gecko talks, but whatever, at least he's shiny and has a new paint job. Uh, and then there's a segment about counting the various trucks. So these are, like I said, really short videos focused around Gecko and his garage and his little helper robots that he calls mechanicals. Deborah, what did you think of your first experience with Gecko's garage? Okay, very first impression, what is it with children's animated characters that look like Pepe the Frog? Oh, wow. I didn't even see it again. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of the characters in Let's Go Luna that just, I just couldn't see past it. I tried hard to see past this one. And also, I just could not help but think that they were trademark infringing on the Geico Gecko. (laughs) Because he has that cute little British accent, right? But the people who make Gecko's Garage are actually British. (laughs) That's 
true. <laughs> so it may have just felt natural to them. <laughs> yeah, I liked the content. I thought it was perfect for that like really young preschool set who's super into trucks. Mm-hmm. You know what an anglophile I am. So, mm-hmm. you know, they call the trucks lorries and... They all have adorable accents, and they all seem to live in charming little country villages. So I really dug that. <laughs> yeah, and the vocabulary, like he used whilst, which is very charming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so should we move on to Robots Are Stuck? Yes, please. Tell us about Robots Are Stuck. Okay, so this was also a compilation of some short, shorter gecko videos. So the first one... The mini mechs, so they're like the children of the mechanicals, they're stuck on the school bus. So the the gecko has to diagnose the problem. The mechs take the door off. They fix the rusty hinges. And the little mini mechs, the baby mechanicals, can get off the bus. The next one had a bit more of a plot. A plot and one of the blue mechanicals malfunctions mm-hmm. and kind of goes rogue and gecko the gecko has to like rein it in and reprogram him and then in the third mini video the gecko finally has a day off at the beach and he's so looking forward to his vacation day and then the ice cream truck comes and the ice cream truck is not working so he has to spend his vacation day fixing the ice cream truck and he <laughs> fixes it um, but he also in the meantime makes ice cream with a cement mixer truck and dispenses ice cream cones off the back of the cement mixer truck yeah guys the cement mixer goes straight from a construction site to making ice cream there's no scene about cleaning out the inside of the cement mixer truck so I don't feel confident about the quality of that ice cream. No, it kind of grossed me out, even though it's just a cartoon. So my main thought about this one is like, is this a subversive way about commenting on like artificial intelligence and automation in the workplace? See, I kind of took it the other direction because of that okay. first clip with the mini mechanicals. So the mechanicals have children, yet they, like, Mm -hmm. live plugged in in Gecko's garage. It Mm -hmm. almost felt like, I don't know, indentured labor or something. Yeah, it was very, it's a very weird mechanic shop setup. Mm -hmm. The mechanicals don't seem to have any free will. Until they malfunction. Until they malfunction. And then the most important thing is that they say sorry. I don't know. I Yeah, I question Gecko's labor practices, but maybe it is a larger commentary on artificial intelligence. Yeah, I mean, they seemed just as unwieldy as a crew of live workers. Mm-hmm. And in fact, maybe the problems of the mechanicals are even more unpredictable than human nature. If I were the Gecko, I would just hire some other Geckos. Yeah. And just pay their, pay their health insurance premiums. There are no other animals. It's just the gecko and a bunch of mechanicals and then the vehicles. That's it. So what did you watch on your own? Uh, I watched Thinking of You, Deborah. They had a whole playlist of real truck videos. 
because yes. I know when we watched Blippy, you said that your favorite one was just like the farm videos of farm vehicles doing farm things. Mm-hmm. So I watched one of these real truck videos about a recycling truck and uh, it followed along uh, the route of a recycling truck and explained what a recycling truck did and what the different components on a recycling truck are. It talked about how important recycling is. I learned that they apparently don't have single stream recycling in the UK, or at least not where these videos are made. And it was like a nice glimpse into how labor intensive recycling can be. Because lately, I feel like there's been a lot of talk about is recycling really practical? It costs a lot to do and a lot of people end up screwing it up anyway, because you saw how the people go to the curbs, they pick up the bins But then they have to like physically put everything in the appropriate compartment and they're like going through to check and make sure that you didn't accidentally put a wad of paper towel in your bottle bin or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought that was really, it was really interesting. I I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Uh, And then the second one that I watched on my own was Fire Truck Songs. And it was just a recasting of a bunch of classic nursery rhymes to be about fire trucks so they did another wheels on the bus with a fire truck they did like five trucks went over the hill and one took a detour and now there are four trucks going over the hill you know one of those songs oh yeah i love that one it's like on a rappy album and then they had a couple of original songs about different vehicles there was one about fiona the fire truck obviously And one about Trevor the Tractor. I think it's Trevor the Tractor. Uh, Okay. And the the songs were catchy and fairly cute. I mean, I can't say that I'm humming any of them or I remember Mm -hmm. any of the words to the original songs. But, you know, it was more of the same animation style that we saw in the previous videos. What Mm -hmm. did you watch on your own? I watched... I went straight to that season or stream of videos that had the real live trucks. Mm -hmm. And I picked one on a movable crane, Mm -hmm. like a crane you can bring to different construction sites. And it was very informative. Um, The gecko was narrating it, talked about all the different parts of the crane, how it worked, talked about what the operator did to move it around. It was great. I love those. I, maybe I'm really into big trucks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's because my kids were when they were little, but I could totally watch those types of videos. Awesome. Yeah, I agree with you. I liked the real truck segments. Mm-hmm. So in general, did we like the concept? My initial thought was, oh my gosh, is this just another version of those endless nursery rhyme loops for parents who just want to make their kids shut up? I don't know if you know the ones I'm talking about, but if you like go to YouTube and type in nursery rhymes, you like the first hit you get is like a 50 minute loop of poorly animated nursery rhymes. Ooh, that sounds terrible. But this was not that. No, it was very enjoyable. The first video that we watched, I thought that the gecko had like a really flat affect. Mm -hmm. Like he kind of talks like he's on Valium. Well, and he also doesn't move, so he's not expressive to go with his voice. 
Yeah, he does blink, but not very often. <laughs> so at my first response was it was kind of creepy, but then after I got into it, I thought he was really charming, and I really liked it. I thought he was a great protagonist. I kind of wish it were just the real truck videos and like maybe the nursery rhymes. Mm-hmm. Those were definitely the ones I liked the most. I was not so much a fan of, I don't know, would you call them the more plot-driven di- episodes? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they gave me more to think about because I felt like you could just watch it at face value, but if you wanted to take a little bit of a conspiracy twist on it, you could <laughs> look at it through the lens of our post-apocalyptic future. Yeah, there's definitely some weird stuff going on in Gecko's Garage. I take it you're a fan of the topics covered. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I want to watch that recycling one. That sounds super interesting. It was really good, and it made me think a lot about the current state of recycling, and it made me sad a little bit. Yeah. You know, and I know you like to watch everything having to do with the environment that bums, bums you out. (laughs) I do like to feel bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you think about the animation? This is what I wanted to say earlier. Like Gecko, his arms are like, the default position of his arms are like curved outward in (laughs) what I can best explain as like a Fonzie pose. Yeah. I kind (laughs) of, I was kind of uh, caught up by that and preoccupied by it as I was watching. Like, that is his resting pose, is the A pose. (laughs) I thought it was an odd choice. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't, it wasn't like phenomenal animation. I thought for YouTube, it was fine. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't watch it for the spectacular animation. Like, you're not teaching your kids to appreciate fine art with these videos. You are teaching them Mm -hmm. how to count. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, did you find all of them educational in some way? Like, I definitely learned stuff I didn't know about recycling. Compared to the other educational things we've watched, how did you think this stacked up? I think it was clearly not made by the professionals at PBS who are Mm -hmm. very deliberate about the way that their animated shows teach things to children. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is more like, oh, kids like trucks, kids like counting. It felt a little more like they were just checking off the boxes than they were doing it with like learning objectives in mind. Well, their other YouTube channel, Little Baby Bum, that is like their breakaway success. It's apparently crazy, crazy popular. And then... Gecko's Garage is an offshoot of that that they created, I guess, as their kids kind of aged up a little bit. Okay, so the baby bum watchers will move on to Gecko's Garage. I sort of think that's the idea, not having any experience with baby bum myself. It it had actually come up as a recommendation, and I kind of wrote it off based solely on the title, which is horrible. Okay. (laughs) We kind of talked about this a little bit, but did you have any thoughts on the video length or the production design? I loved that on a lot of the videos, they had a little icon in the top of the thumbnail that told you how long the video was going to be. Oh, gosh, I missed that. I thought they were appropriate for little kids. There were some very short ones, which I appreciate (laughs) for my own (laughs) 
spewing attention span. Um, I thought it was fine. I You have a note in here about the ads. There were a lot of ads. Yes. And they were not kid products. Is that just because I was watching it and YouTube knew that I'm an adult? That's what I was wondering as well. It was actually the first, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the first YouTube program we've watched that has had ads in the middle of the content. Yeah. So like yeah. sitting down to watch a 15 minute video, there were at least like there were the ads at the beginning and at least two, maybe even three ad breaks over the course of the 15 minutes. Yeah, there were a lot of ads. That wasn't a selling point for this particular mm -hmm. channel. I thought, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that content creators have to monetize and I get it, but it was a lot of ads for what you got out yeah. of it I guess there I don't know if you found this too but I also got a banner pop-up at the bottom of the screen that like hmm. actively disrupted my view of what was going on and it was one of those banners with a really small x so oh yeah where you have to like hunt around for where to find it so I mean thank goodness I in my advanced age can manipulate something that small but like <laughs> if I were a kid watching it Right. You better believe was, I would have clicked on, on that ad. Was that on your phone or computer? Computer. Okay. I don't think that happened to me and I was watching on my phone. So, I don't know. I explored the content that this company, Toddler Fun Learning, has. Like we said, they had crazy wild success with Little Baby Bum. They have an app, an album. They're clearly doing fine on the monetization front. Maybe they mm -hmm. can afford to scale back on the ads. They must not be losing viewers because of the ads, mm -hmm. although that does kind of weigh into my rating yeah. for it. It was really disruptive because the ads didn't even come like in the natural breaks mm -hmm. during the right. show. They would be like in right. the middle of a phrase. Right. It was really, yeah, it was the biggest downer for me. Are you ready to move on to our evergreen questions? Yeah, sure. I already mentioned the Geico Gecko. <laughs> So besides him, what adult movie or show did you find that Gecko's Garage compared to? It really made me think of the genre of post-apocalyptic and like survivor movies that is just one, usually man, on screen for the whole movie <laughs> learning to survive. So I thought uh -huh. immediately of Tom Hanks's, is it called Survivor? No. Uh, you know, Castaway. Castaway. Yes. <laughs> um, and then a little bit, speaking of Will Smith, I thought of I Am Legend, uh, just oh, because Gecko is alone in this world of machines. <laughs> he doesn't seem overly bothered by it, but he is the only living creature with a heartbeat. That is funny. Those are totally different than I thought of. I thought of the old show Taxi. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it takes place in a garage. Yeah, just setting, I guess. And then, um, do you remember that hair salon show? It was like a Bravo show where Tabitha comes yes. in and like diagnoses the problems and <laughs> sets everybody straight. It reminded me of the, that a little bit because the gecko just has, I mean, that's what he does. He's just like fixing, fixing problems all day long. I would have rated the show five stars if the relationship between Gecko 
and the mechanicals were half as sassy as the relationships between Tabitha and all the other salon employees. Oh my gosh, if he were bossing them around. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. And like still with the really flat animation that doesn't really move. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Sign me up. <laughs> were you able to cast the gritty HBO reboot? Well, setting it in my head in this world where it's just one dude that lives with lots of machines and talks to them and assigns them personalities, I was searching for someone with kind of like a good rubber face. Mm -hmm. So I thought a little bit about Jim Carrey, but he's a little old. So then I went back to my old fave and I thought John Mulaney would be a good fit. He is charming. You know, based on your recommendation, we watched his uh, comedy special. Mm -hmm. It was really good. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you liked it. Yeah. Well, I thought of, I just, the British accent, I mean, that's partially why I thought of Tabitha. I just couldn't get past that. And so my first thought was Ricky Gervais. Ooh. And then I was like, I think he's might be canceled. Because <laughs> he's kind of mean. It seems like he should be canceled. <laughs> um, so then how about Jamila Jamil? Oh, She'd be good. She would be so sweet and supportive to all of those trucks, whatever their ailments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think she'd be great. Yeah, you really introduced me to her, like, off-screen persona, because I only knew her as part of The Good Place, but now I follow her on Twitter, and I find her message of acceptance to be really empowering. So thank you for that. Yeah. Love her. <laughs> so was it better when we were kids? I mean, this is kind of of the vein of the kind of stuff like Sesame Street-ish. I just don't necessarily feel like we had the need for endless nursery rhymes on a loop because we weren't carrying screens around with us all the time. Then it just comes down to like quality over quantity. I think we had better quality when we were kids, but there were just a few mm -hmm. Sesame Street shorts that dealt with trucks and they weren't on demand. Yeah, the on-demand is kind of a big factor. Yeah, so that's a maybe. It's a 50-50 for me. Yeah, so I might go and watch that recycling video voluntarily, but that's probably all I would do. Would <laughs> you ever watch this alone voluntarily? No, to be honest, I was kind of put off by like the bland roundness of the animation style, and I can't mm -hmm. even really fully articulate why that was. Like... It just didn't give me enough. As someone who enjoys animation and d looking at different styles of animation, there just wasn't enough there for me to visually connect with in a yeah. pleasing way. How about 10 seconds on whether or not this is good for our kids? Fine. If Jay goes through like a big truck phase, I will happily let him watch a few of these videos. I don't know that I would seek it out for my kids. Yeah, I think for the child that can never get enough with the big trucks, I think it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think in terms of just a general kids show, I would probably seek some other things out first. Yeah, I mean, there's so much content out there. I definitely don't feel like this is the best of the best. But again, to damn with faint praise, it's pretty inoffensive. Yeah. Ratings? Three? Yeah, three. 
Middle of the road. Womp womp. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out our awesome website at myscreentime2.com. You can also still find us on Facebook to continue the conversation at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. That's also where you'll find out what we're covering in our next episode if you want to watch along with us. You can always tweet us with show or movie suggestions, article recommendations, or general comments at at myscreentime2. You can also email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by Deborah and her adorable children, and our podcast is produced by me, Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies, TV, and online content beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye! Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.